0: We are in for a real treat today. My guest is Agapi Stasinopoulos. Welcome. Thank you.
1: Oh, my God. I love the way you pronounce my name. I guess it must be your Greek
0: heritage, right? <laughs> it, has, it has to be. It has to be because I think otherwise I would trip over it. So I want to tell you a little bit about Agapi before we start chatting. Agapi is an inspirational speaker a workshop facilitator for Thrive Global, which is a company founded by her sister, Ariana Huffington, that the mission of that is to help change the way we work and live, which is just so appropriate for the times that we're in. And Agape is also an author. She trained in London at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art before receiving her master's degree in psychology at the University of Santa Monica. Her books on the Greek archetypes Gods and Goddesses in Love, and Conversations with the Goddesses were turned into PBS specials. Now, her most recent books include Unbinding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity and Unconditional Love, and Wake Up to the Joy of You, 52 Meditations and Practices for a Calmer, Happier Life. Don't we all need that right now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> agape is also a very dear friend of mine and one of the few people that i have met who really walks the walk of her message a message that again i think is more important than ever before as we navigate these unusual times so thank you so much for agreeing to be on the one of the early episodes of my podcast
1: well i love um what you do i love the way you are in your life Joanne, because. I have always uh, felt your support uh, with me and how you've always showed up for my events and uh, supporting me when I needed help with assistance and everything. And I feel um, it's such a gift in life when you find people that are there for you wholeheartedly and you are there for them. That to me is the greatest riches of life. And um, I will never trade it for anything.
0: Well, thank you, Akapi. I feel the same way about you. So your accent has probably given it all away to everybody for where you're from, but <laughs> I always like to start with where people are from. And if you could just tell us a little bit about that and how it's influenced the direction that you've taken in life.
1: Well, uh, I was born in Greece. And um, being that... Uh, for people who know the Greeks, because there are so many Greeks in America, the culture is really uh, a culture about people. Uh, It's a culture of a heartfelt way of living and expressing your emotions, expressing um, your joy, expressing all of it. And as I always say, in Greece, we don't have the word fine in our vocabulary. Fine, (laughs) uh, you know, Uh, What does it mean to be fine? I mean, it's nice. I mean, it's a nice word. Uh, We are emotional beings. And all my life, I have uh, been um, very comfortable with being an emotional person. And uh, I talk about it, as you know, Joanne. I encourage people to express themselves. And um, as you know from my book, uh, Wake Up to the Joy of You, a lot of times people say to me, how do you find your joy? And I said, uh, you you embrace all of your emotions, because mm-hmm. um, if you just suppress them, and if you only want to experience certain emotions, then you're not going to feel your joy. You know, joy is always there. It's it's really like the sun. And uh, I left Greece when I was, um, you know, younger, I was 17. And uh, I went to London and studied acting, as you mentioned. But the Greek culture for me uh, is embedded in my DNA, you know. And I, I love speaking Greek. I love my Greek friends. And I love everything to do with the culture. And I think there is a lot that we can bring in this country from the Greek culture, and uh, I, which I always do, as you know, because I I. Um, I speak about it, but most of all, I
0: express it through my heart. You know, I just learned a new Greek word the other day—not the other yeah. day, actually, a couple of weeks ago—and maybe you can explain the uh, literal meaning. But I love it, and it's philoxenia, which I, I believe philoxenia. is the,
1: yes, yes, and uh, I just learned it. Philoxenia uh, means uh, philoxenia, actually, which means hospitality. And aren't the Greeks the most hospitable people? Um, I, uh, I I always uh, speak about my mother's generosity, where uh, she was always offering um, food and um, hospitality to people. And uh, my favorite story is uh, when she was um, uh, at an event, some kind of a gathering, and somebody admired her. Pur- uh, her necklace and they said to her oh mrs ellie your necklace is so beautiful and uh she said oh you like it take it and the woman (laughs) said oh my god I, i i really i hardly know you how can i get a present i what can i give you back and my mother said her favorite lines which is it's an offering darling it's not a trade and good, don't, you, don't you love that?
0: <laughs> it's a great line. It really is a great line.
1: Uh, because so much of our life, Joanne, you know, our, uh, I'll do this for you. What would you do for me? And uh, to me, that's uh, robbing yourself of the joy of giving. Because if you just say, I'll do this for you because... You're there and i and i and I need to express my loving and my caring and and you do it unconditionally and it it always comes back to you i mean giving unconditionally with your generosity is the best and quickest way to feel empowered and to feel good, and especially at these times uh during the quarantine and the epidemic that uh uh we are all going through um Actually, it's the pandemic. I call it epidemic, right? It's the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> the I pandemic. know, but I knew what
0: you meant. And I think everyone knows what you mean because it, it.
1: <laughs> But Which is also a Greek word, pandemia. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's uh, so important to reach out because we can all get extremely bogged down and self-absorbed because we all have our, uh, physical struggles our mental struggles our struggles working from home uh people who have children who who have ailing parents the fear of uh, uh the virus uh the political situation i mean there's so many things that can get to you so being able to um become larger than yourself, to really, you know, uh, move beyond yourself. I, I love that quote of Mother Teresa, who says, compassion, the ability to move beyond yourself to another human being. It's the most powerful and the most extraordinary gift that we can give to ourselves daily.
0: Yes, and I, I agree. And I think we've, you know, we've established a culture, especially in the business world of I'm not doing that for you unless I know what's coming back to me, as exactly. opposed to giving from that place of generosity. And even in business, my own experience has been, when I've been generous, eventually it has come back, but I didn't go into that with that expectation that that was going to happen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I want to, I definitely want to talk more about keeping ourselves balanced and being mindful because that's so much of who you are. But before that, can you tell us a little bit about Thrive Global and the work you're doing there? Because it, yes, you, you, you created that before the pandemic, but it seems like it is more timely than ever.
1: Well, the Thrive culture started because of Ariana's passion to help people. Uh, prioritize their well-being and uh, uh, she created this company uh, which is basically uh, science-based with uh, really giving people the information of how does our brain function so much better we have more clarity more productivity more creativity when we take care and prioritize um, ourselves and what that to us in the culture means is you prioritize the things that make you feel uh, more alert, more alive, and um, really uh, the self-care comes first. And uh, we have um, uh, micro steps, we have habits, and it's a behavioral change company where we help people change their behavior. And that uh, fundamentally has to do with With sleep, uh, with uh, fitness, how do you move? How do you take care of your fitness? How do you take care of your sleep? How do you um, identify and prioritize your relationship with yourself rather than your relationship with your technology? How do you make uh, technology uh, your servant rather than your master? How do you balance the? the time uh, of, of your work, but also your family time, your, what nurtures you, the complete and utter disconnect. How do you disconnect from uh, the, the daily grind of the work? And, uh, and how do you reset? And uh, we have uh, micro steps that are extraordinary and giving people the awareness, the science, and the knowledge of how can they reset on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, where your brain needs these exhalations to come into a reset. So we have an app, the Thrive app. We have um, many, many big corporations who are our clients, and uh, we do seminars. Obviously now everything is digital, everything is online, but we used to go around the world doing uh, Thrive seminars. And then people take the app and then daily they start to implement uh, the changes in their lives. And uh, it's extraordinary how we support people um, to start with the, the the most minimum. So that if, for example, you want to meditate, but you have never meditated, we don't say we'll start with 20 minutes twice a day because that's too much. Maybe you start with one minute of conscious breathing which we can actually do right now joanne i mean i can ask people to just take a conscious breath like
0: well yes you can do that the only the only problem is i don't know whether people are driving while they're listening to this or not so i don't know can you do that can you take
1: yes i did i didn't say close your eyes you see (laughs) okay you can take a conscious breath while you're driving as a matter of fact if you're driving and you take a conscious breath, you're going to be even more focused um, because you're not going to be looping around your, your thoughts. You're going to come present to yourself for a minute. And if you are uh, being stressed because of the traffic, uh, you, resetting your, yourself by becoming conscious on your inhalation and exhalation slows you down and you become more present.
0: Uh, okay, is that is that? Do they need more to start with that, or do you think that's enough for people to start with? Like, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about, so I want to make sure that whoever's listening understands that if they haven't practiced yes, that before. I,
1: I think just to have uh, a moment of conscious breath throughout your day, uh, it 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 focuses you that actually you are something bigger beyond your thoughts, because right. most of us, you know, live in our heads. So, yes. uh, and we live in our thoughts and our thoughts are pretty much uh, the same daily. You know, their thoughts, um, as they say, we have about 50,000 thoughts per day and 70% of them are negative. Oh my so gosh. Our, our thoughts are like, uh, are, are, we're inundated by the worry of the future, the anxiety, the um, judgments, judgments of ourselves, of each other. Judgments. It is. It takes tremendous amount of um, uh, awareness and willingness uh, to reset uh, yourself and say, "Okay, let me go beyond my thoughts. Let me just observe my thoughts just for a second. Am I my thoughts? No. Am I my feelings? No. There is something else going on that is way more more powerful." and more present, which is your breath. Because if you're not breathing, you you have nothing, right? (laughs) We are our breath, that's right. We are our breath. And if you become aware of your breath, and then you're grateful that you, as my yoga teacher says, be in awe of your breath.
0: Uh, It's extraordinary. I like that. I like that. Be in awe of your breath. I really like
1: that. Yeah, and anybody anybody who does yoga or moves, they will know that when you become in awe of your breath, uh, you move into, wow, something bigger in me is breathing me. To me, that is uh, as mystical, as practical, and as fundamental in making a change. In, in, your, in your daily life, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the big changes of your life. But uh, you will find that when we are um, uh, anxious or worried, or we are in a panic, or we are in an overwhelm, uh, 99% of the time we have shut off our breath. So we get into the modality of, oh, I'm panicked, of course, because we don't have oxygen. We've cut off our oxygen. And even exhaling, uh, do you know that even exhaling with a little sigh, like, ah, completely relaxes your nervous system?
0: Making noise.
1: That's good. It's good to know because
0: I do that all the time.
1: (laughs) You go, ah. You know, because we move from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And then... Throughout our day, we more and more shut off our breath. You know, with Stanford, we partner, Thrive partner with Stanford to create a program called uh, Mental Health, and we call it the Thriving Mind. And we identify the um, eight biotypes that we all have that are, biotypes that can cause, uh, the, the health of our mental health. And basically it's, um, you know, rumination where we go over and over things. It's a negative bias. We're looking at things negatively. It is, uh, where we start to have a brain fog, as we call it. We all know that one, uh, and, uh, where we have anxiety running throughout, um, our, our, our consciousness uh no matter what so once you identify it we start to help people with different uh exercises and micro steps and a program where they can start to basically uh, reset themselves and uh, if people want to know more about it they can um go into thrive global we have um you know uh our platform, our media platform, and people can read about our endless um, articles we have written about the power of how you can work with your brain, how you can work with your micro steps to reset yourself.
0: So, so I have a question for you because I, I have been privileged enough to have sat in the same room with you and I've seen you lead workshops how has that been for you that you can't do it in person right now and you've got to take that and, and you create such an energy force when you are yeah. leading a workshop?
1: Yes. Uh, I think that's
0: one of the gifts that you bring. How, I mean, I, I I know I found it very challenging, but how are you doing that and figuring out ways to do that via Zoom? Because yes. I, I say well, Zoom, even I, though we're not always using Zoom, but you know we're yes. using some form of Zoom.
1: You know, I, I find that, um, having, doing things online and doing guided meditations online and, and I do a lot of them and, uh, people are very welcome to email me at agapi at com, and I will invite you to my guided meditations and I'm sure you'll put that, uh, on a I'll link. Put that in the show Yeah. But, um. The guided meditations and a lot of the Zoom calls that I've done, a lot of webinars, have been very supportive and uh, very expansive for me. And they have fulfilled that part that has really been missing out uh, the interaction with people. I mean, there is absolutely no replacement to the human uh, energy of of the groups of people together, so that uh, I had to work with myself very deeply. And I live here in Los Angeles with my sister and my nieces. One of them left to be with her fiance, but the other one is still here. So I'm very blessed that I have um, uh, family pe- pe- with me. Pe- yeah, around you, people, you can yeah, hug. people around <laughs> me that I can hug and uh, I can interact, and also. Um, you know, the, I, I talk to my friends FaceTime. I I do the Zoom call. so there is a lot of uh, of that kind of uh, interaction. Now I do social distancing walks with my friends, with the masks, of course. But um, it's it. I had to come into a very deep level of acceptance. It's like saying, "This is hard, uh, and I'll see myself through it." You know it's uh there is no way to say that, oh, um, it's okay because I'm not an introvert. I thrive through the uh the, the people's connection, other people who are introverts, like my niece doesn't miss anything like that you do know, right. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have friends who are introverts, and they're they're totally fine with it.
0: yeah, no, I don't know what I would do without without the zoom connection, and for me, especially in those first in those first months, the fact that I could with my teaching that I could still teach on zoom made all the difference in the world because exactly, even though it was not in person, which again, I'd much rather be standing in a classroom in front of people in front of my students. Um, it, it filled the void. It filled the void and it gave me that connection.
1: And the only, I, I think, I think the other, um, uh, I mean, we've been very involved in developing, uh, programs and curriculums and, uh with um we thrive. But the other thing that's been um uh very profound for me is that I, I started to realize the things that really the little things or not so little that um make a difference in my life. You know, like for me, uh, I realized that working out, exercising, in the morning, before I start my day, I got a peloton uh, at home. Uh, because, Good for you. Which is amazing, uh, because uh, the music and the teachers and that, that energy that comes from the teachers, uh, I needed it. I'm not like the treadmill is a very different uh, energy for me, you know.: No,
0: I, yeah. I don't have the peloton, but I do subscribe to the app. And you can yeah. still have the app and do their little exercises and all of their instructors have amazing energy and they really, I think yes. they really motivate.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and, and, uh, so I think, um, um, I realized, do, do you do them
0: every day? I try. I think I yes. personally find that, and I've always been very disciplined about my exercise. It. I have good days through this and then I have days where it's just like, I don't, I can't. I can't do, do, do it. Yeah. I can't oh, do I, it. I'm
1: exactly the same thing. I mean, even with a Peloton, but I go out for a walk, you know, mm-hmm. or I um I will go for a walk at the beach, or I'll do yoga, or I'll do something. And I'm talking about 15 minutes, you know. I'm not. I'm something to move the body. So um, I never realized how vital that is for me, for my brain. You know. Uh, the other thing is sleep. I realized that. Um, getting the quality of sleep, making sure that the room is, um, there is air, air, that it's cool, uh, getting my uh, my favorite little pillows and my favorite sheets. I mean, making my sleep very nurturing. I like my room uh, dark, but not too dark. Other people like it. what I do before I fall asleep, you know, so that I don't, I'm not on uh, my social media, but I will read something. Uh, sometimes I'll watch a show of uh, Jimmy Kimball or, or Jimmy Fallon or Steve Colbert, you know, I'll watch those shows because they make me happy. You know, they're, they,
0: they make me laugh.
1: Exactly. But then I have to be disciplined to turn it off because then, you know, and, um, and really staying, you know, here's the thing that I found is like, if if there is one thing that I can convey to people uh, that, you know, from all the things we're learning is that you've got to let go of the judgments because the judgments of how we should be, like the days, let's say, you don't exercise or I don't exercise – it's not so much that we don't exercise, but we judge ourselves thinking we should now be exercising or mm-hmm. the days that we don't feel good or we feel out of sorts. We, we instead of going, oh my God, I need a lot of loving. I need a lot of acceptance. I need a lot of understanding, comp- self-compassion. I need to talk to a friend who can really listen to me. Uh, I need to... Um, get some fresh air. I need to stretch. I need to have more water. What do I, and it's like asking the question, I am out of sorts right now. I'm off. I'm stressed. Uh, Whatever it is, can I move into the gratitude. Can I move into compassion? Because these are not easy times. No. These are no matter who you are, no matter what you have or you don't have. It's hard for everybody. And without self-compassion and with judgments, it's a hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all I can say. You know, when I was when I was going through my notes, and um, I, I know you so well, so I really had to. Think about how it, what I wanted to ask you. Um, I, I, I always love the quotes that you have for your mother, Ellie. And there's one that you've always told the story about where when you're not feeling, when weren't in the right spot, and she would tell you to change the channel. And I thought, yes. I wonder what Ellie would say now, because it's like changing the channel is a hard thing to do in this particular time. I mean, for myself, I, I'm, I try and be disciplined about my intake of the news. But then I don't want to not intake it because I feel that it's my civic responsibility to keep informed. What do you think your mother would say? My mother would say, let's have something to eat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, mother, my mother would say, darling, let's make something to eat. Sit down, relax, don't worry. You know, she had this um, an extraordinary um, philosophy and wisdom of life that that life was
0: for you. All right, I want to switch for a second and talk about marketing. Cause this is a po- podcast about marketing. Of course, I believe everything is marketing. Um, and I believe that it's not just for those of us who are professionals. I think we're all marketing ourselves, but even the professionals can get a little uncomfortable when it comes to marketing that part. I've seen you in action and I think you do such a wonderful job of marketing your message of waking up to the joy of you and, and and living with an open heart in a way that draws people in rather than pushing them out. It doesn't matter whether it's your books or whether it's Thrive. What advice would you have for our listeners to get comfortable with that part of marketing themselves?
1: Well, um, marketing has, uh, has kind of got a bit of a good rap and bad rap, you know, Oh, she's all about marketing or she's all about marketing. I would I would reframe it completely and I would say if you have a message that is authentic and you think it can help people or if you have a skill that can help people um, have an easier life, uh, have a more inspiring, creative and productive life, a more fulfilling life, you have a responsibility to put it out there. And you have a responsibility to yourself, to your humanness, and to the other human beings to share that message. And that's all there is to it. And then you find people who might have skills and uh, ways to promote your message. And you value your message and you charge for your message. I mean, sometimes you can do, uh, I mean, obviously... For me right now, I'm doing a lot of things pro bono because people need it, and I do other things that I charge, um, and and I feel good about it, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, and it's part of I give this as my gift and I get paid for it, and and it's and there you have it. Now there are other people that um, you can feel the. Um, manipulation behind the message where you know you've seen them you know the advertising yes. click in the video and you will buy this cream or you will uh you know sign up for my six-week course and you'll have everything you want in your life and 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 you feel it in your stomach you feel the uh the pressure you know like there is there is a, a sense of um to me it's like there is a a, a manipulative I think where they want, they, they just push you to know this is the best thing ever. And listen, we are all very transparent and we communicate beyond our words and everybody feels it. Some people can succumb to it. It's when you go for uh, to buy a dress or to buy something in the shop and the salesperson says, uh tries to sell it to you or oh, you look great and it's uh, now i have three of those you know and you should get it oh it looks amazing on you and you go could you just leave me alone right, exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing. Exactly. and and sometimes you can say i'm gonna buy it because she thinks it's so good on me and you get manipulated so as a receiver of people's messages you have to be very clear what's for you, what's not for you. I am very, very clear. I could get emails and I delete them within a second because I mm-hmm. and then I, I unsubscribe. And I get emails from people where I feel so uplifted, and I I feel they're they're caring. I feel the humanity, and that's what I'm, I'm about. So for me, it's like. I promote my books, my message, because I feel it lifts people. It promotes um, the humanity in all of us, and that's what I'm about. So marketing for me, to whatever level I do, but there are a lot of things that people say to me, oh, you should do this, and you should have more Instagram Lives, and you should do... If it doesn't feel um, natural, and if it doesn't feel authentic to me, and no pressure, I don't do it.
0: Yeah. No, I think you know, that's. Uh, you understand? Uh, I, you know? No, I. I, I think. Um, you, I think you're absolutely right. I think, I think especially when it to comes be, to your person, yeah. for you, you, your, your message is who you are. There's, you know, that it's. There's not really exactly. a, a differenti- differentiation exactly. there, and the same thing for me. So if it doesn't feel comfortable to me, then then what's then it's not really me, and I'm the. I should be the draw as you should be the draw. And so I, but I think a lot of us, when we go about, especially when it comes to ourselves, not so much if we're marketing our businesses that are separate, we think we're supposed to be a certain way. And that's where that inauthenticity gets into play.
1: Exactly. So be, be true to you and be in integrity with you, because at the end of the day, you have to be
0: in your integrity with yourself. So I just have a couple of more questions before we wrap this up, because I know you're a busy lady. Um, so, so many people have started new projects during this time. Other people are just enjoying the time. Have you been percolating anything new or is there another book coming out? Yeah, it's well,
1: no, I, oh, my God. I thought I'd mentioned to you, I'm writing a new book called The Soul of Prayer, Your Invisible Support System.
0: What and, a wonderful uh, title. You did not tell me that.
1: Yes, I'm very excited about it. And uh, please um, stay in touch uh, with our listeners, Agapi at Unbinding the Heart. And um, I send out my meditations, but I love to um, have people uh, be aware of it because it's going to come out in uh, the spring of 2021. It's not that uh, far away. And uh, I'm very excited. And I'm in the middle of praying and writing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that sounds like a good way to spend the pandemic praying and writing Um,
1: amazing yes 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 yes.
0: so um any um any parting advice that you have for our listeners um yeah i highly recommend people read my books
1: (laughs) (laughs) way up to the joy of you you can get it on amazon um my meditations are also online 33 meditations And um, my parting advice is um, reach out, uh, have people mentor you, uh, have people uh, uh, support you with their gifts as you support uh, others with your gifts. Be the student, be the receiver, and be the giver. Don't want to do it all alone. Life uh, is so much more fun, so much easier when you embrace um, your togetherness with people that, uh, that are there for you and create those, those people, find them, and ask them to support you. I support you. Joanne supports you. And give of yourself. Give, give wholeheartedly. And you're always going to be fulfilled if you do that. And don't get yeah. discouraged. If you're feeling discouraged about anything know that there is another energy, there's another force in you that's ready to lift you at any moment.
0: That is a wonderful, uplifting way to end the podcast. Thank you, Agape. Thank you, my dear
1: friend. I love you. And stay conscious with your breath. That's a very important. And right now, um, if you are not driving, take a deep breath wherever you are, you're listening to this deep and feel it in your lungs, feel it in your heart, feel it in your brain.
0: Wonderful. And
1: with the breath and exhale. And as we exhale with a little sound like, ah, <sighs> let go <sighs> of the day
0: and come back present. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. This show would not be possible without my incredible creative and production team, Nadi Cherry, Anthony, and Wah. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note, info at joannetumbrakas.com. And until next time, remember whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there.